ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Gilded leaves poured from the tree, lights of the world leaves flicker from he, Sundari Ashevel for whom we are born, and the world of Castine was originally torn. The multiverse within the tree shone brightly with life's mystery. The garden god had saved the tree, demonic pus had entered she, his wife the goddess of rebirth corrupted, the mother of demons had interrupted, life's greatest seed she sought to destroy, and so the antibodies of demon kind she employ. Her son Arathmael was the first to arrive. He created the unbound and was proud for they did strive to greater and greater decadence. It was in this corruption that the world had no chance. The dark church came from a malformed empire and mortals grasping for power reached ever higher. This was the world in which we live, a knight's vow all he could give. Ah. The lion despised the wolf and so in the battle for Kalulf, the necromancer Renise had cursed the man. The wolf's subjects had ran, but memories had been altered, creating illusionary wolves. Replacing memories, making all sane men look like fools.
sit upon my throne of polished black marble, giving knight's orders, my voice a garble. The white marble floor polished to perfection. In my pristine kingdom here, there can be no election. Few call me a tyrant, the ones that do disappear. I wonder if anything can be so clear. I am my kingdom's brightest wolf, my blackened armor, my chain coof. I strut down the red carpet, I only see what I wish, as the cook brings out my latest dish. I have my wife sample it, for if it is poison she can spit. My ruthless efficiency, no one can depend on me. I am he which no sword strikes, the heads of my enemies rot on spikes. Few can see the lonely king, trumpets sound over war's din. Califrax does not spit this day, I wish and hope, hope and pray. I've seen the look in her eye, to me I know she does despise. My son grows older as I grow colder. I know one day I will have to scold her. I move between my son and wife, taking out my dark-lit knife. In my kingdom there can be no strife, a demon I call him as I take his life. Califrax in anger, she will not obey, I have no place for prisoners today. But my men, my puppets, do not move to aid me, they are ready to betray me. Throughout this ordeal one thing has kept me sane, my utterly incomprehensible disdain. You see, my son was too soft to rule in my stead, but his mother, for whom I have filled visions of red, will keep the empire alive long after I am dead. I grow old and weak, no passion for the tithe, too much a coward to take my own life. I've formulated a plan, you see, for the future of my realm. I will split the empire one last time, I shall wear my battle helm. I, as I dive into battle with my wife once more, knowing it will cost my life at war, I enter the forest of the lost to find out if it is worth the full cost. I toss and turn in morning light, entering the forest of the lost, feels right. I found myself surrounded by fog, as my hunter Califrax had let loose her dog. The men wore thick, pla uh, thick plate mail, searching for me till I was hit like a nail. I lay now on the floor, seeing her looking above in an angry roar. Her axe came down, she bore only a scowl and no frown, as I bled to death. The woman who would be known as the Blood Queen gave a long breath. The forest of the lost was all a dream. The queen stood with her son, or so it seemed. The wolf king's madness had extended to her. Demons plagued, leaving memories a blur. What was this place? What was real? Her son's flesh began to peel. The bright wolf rode back to their castle home. Her son was not made of flesh and bone. He was of reptilian breed. Upon the knights of the dead castle, he did feed. The walls took on a flesh-like tone. Silver light flickered through windows of bone. This was a vision, or so she thought. The bright wolf's war had been for naught. The two lay awake in bed. Her naked frame arched his as she said. The same dream again. Bright wolf arose and tried to ascertain. She said, My love, you must not fight Renice. 
You must not anger Anise. He smiled once. Uh, he smiled and said, "Once the mad necromancer is slain, we will have peace." Night Sphere, the Dark Judge's love. The Dark Judge stared across the valley. Three heads hung from his belt as he continued a tally. The child in his arm, even weaponless, he lacked charm. When his son was born, the second to wield the power of light, he felt dawn, torn. Between duty and to the kingdom, he owed his life. He had killed his grandfather, but his son had never found his knife. He had turned upon his brothers in the dark. Something had begun to change the man. It was a spark. He carried on across the valley floor to the Jinn tribes in the mountains of Behagor. He would, not hide, he would hide the boy there, but to abandon him would cause him despair. He would have to accept this fate, to go back and be executed. He had accepted this weight. If he did not, the Aspirid Empire would continue their search, amassing an army of the Dark Church. The Dark Judge had met his grandfather's gaze. I came, I came to help you relinquish your life in this maze. The Tower of Emeralds was the old man's last stand against the Empire corrupted by the Lion Regulist. He had placed upon the urchin knight Jarius his trust. His grandfather spoke once again. This is real, boy. You know there's corruption. Do not pretend. Jarius had gleamed in his dead yet gloomy eyes, his grandfather's smile that he had despised. Grandfather! He called one last chance to come peacefully. With honour, this is your final chance. The blades of light and dark crashed in the tower. An emerald flicker shined, an omnipresent power. The effer gate was closed now. His grandfather felt it. Making an undercut blow, he spit. I may die here, boy, but mark my words. Regulus runs not the empire. It is Nasagius. This occurred. The demon of the ether who spewed forth foul mystic words. Do not do this, boy. I've seen the future you're helping employ. Jiraiya snapped upon his heel, did a backspin, and let his grandfather feel steel. Do not mock me. I am no longer your boy. Huh? I'm just recording another poem. Three kings had died. Now all but two nations were tied. The Jinn and Starless Kingdom, the Aspirian Empire couldn't grant them freedom. So the lion sat in his chair. The Dark Judge had left. It was unfair. He would send forth the Liberator to end his blight, for none could withstand his unending might. No matter how many visions Califrax saw, it was always the Bright Wolf left bloody on the floor. It would end in the Tower of Emeralds where Bright Wolf would meet Foul Lion, as blades clashed, blades of iron. Knights would fight demonically infused men, and then she would wake to see another future then. The djinn sat in their homes in the trees, atop the Behigor mountain feeling its breeze. The boy bearing the seal would be brought, a light in a dark world that the judge would report. The first light bearer, branded with the seal, of Ashevale's blessing. The djinn had amassed to see the boy and tend his dressing. The dark judge roared, my son, it's time. I must return before they find out my crime. I could not extinguish the fruits of my loin. 
and so now the jinn you must join. All know how the wolf is doomed. This, the last free bastion in a world that we've groomed. The jinn said in harmony, The spirits see the boy, his light holds much joy. Be gone now, dark one, from this place. Demons taint you, you've fallen from grace. Ascariu and Veldarum made you see, but this place is not welcome for thee. The liberator stood ready to meet the judge, a position of opposition in which he would not budge. He drew a spear circling the man in dark armour. The judge laughed. You're always the charmer. The liberator shot back a glare as the judge laughed and removed his armour. Let's make this fair. The two de-armoured. The fight would commence. They fought back in past tense. The first blow would decide the fight. Underswings, parries, left and right. But the two for all their bluster could not land the killing blow. First there was day, now there was moon glow. The dark judge had become tired as the two perspired. The sense of accomplishment vanished as sword and halberd struck and neither was banished. A fight of a day and a half would be decided. By Renice as a spell was cast and the judge was chided. Even blind he struck a blow on Renice, but not before the wizard bound his spirit with his. With ease. The Position of Opposition, Part 2 Renice faded from the world, but his spirit lingered inside the judge, whose fists curled. The liberator said, Why bind him, Renice? Even fading light should be purged, with blade at peace. The judge Renice answered, I gain mastery now that even the lion cannot comprehend. He ripped away his helmet, a face split in two, at odds, yet did not contend. His will was absolute. He summoned undead beings of light. The liberator at once understood his, his plight. Renice was never loyal, and his blood began to boil. Did he use the situation, the curse of the light, to increase his own magical might? He placed a hand upon the purple-grassed fen, as he said, you've seen the future, yet do not know the past, then. You cannot comprehend the ether and its essence, but among my undead astrali, there is one presence, there is one here who can teach a lesson to you. He summoned the first light bearer and wrapped the fen through. As scenery changed, it was an impossible rectangular flood. Purple grass washed away, living spines and waters of blood. Living tendrils drank from the ground and poured towards the liberator who stood upon an e a stone mound. He warped reality to show his place. A land of see-through green, he spit upon the cursed disgrace. Renice wiped his cheek and said, You feel a demon, but I have plans for you and my legion. I will steal the corrupt souls from this region. He set about the winged astrali and let loose a command as bones reached from the ground to grab the man's hands. The liberator's silver armour pierced the gloom, and he knew now that two men, two honourable men, would meet their doom. The lights of the ether shone with an emerald hue as he raised his halberd in a vanity attempt to skew. 
but these were already magically unified beings of light and dark. So even as he tried, he screamed at the judge to resist. But Renice laughed, only I now persist. Several winged undead astrali let loose in formation. Their blades cut left, right, through, and understuck, and an undercut styled for, for uh, and an understuck styled elation. Even he could not block several blades. And it wasn't long until Rene, until he joined Renice as his skin was flays. The Lion Regulus sat on the golden throne. His wife locked in a tower, he sat alone. He stared into the garden, the wilting leaves of her oak. He fought back upon his daughter's death, and he choked. The demon Nasajus tightened its grip on his soul, as the king continued his feast with one goal. Where is my liberator? He's missing the festivities. Three naked women peddled food, in the latest activities. Nasidus stared at the red banners on the castle wall and looked out upon his citizens. Here he remarked, they look so small. Rodrigos and Lunafel sat at the table as he laid out plans for which they would be able. My lions, it is time. Assassinate the bright wolf, make him pay dearly for his crime. Lions crept through castle wolves as wolves slept across a red carpet upon white mar marble floor. They passed many guards who lay and snore. The madness then began to seep into them. Each assassin took out a pocketed gem. Califrax and the wolf had slept upon sheets of fur, but lions' blades swang in a blur. Though the wolves never slept, so up came axes with which they had slept. Califrax had said, Assassins in the castle! Bright Wolf laughed, "'Tis no hassle." His axe was blocked, but his but then his leg had aimed unknocked. The lion knocked back and had spoke. After he regained his breath in a small choke, he said, <coughs> Your pay for the death of Princess Alice, Bright Wolf laughed. Was a war, there was no malice. Califrax said, Go back to your king, kittens. As Califrax blocked a bow, bro blow with a barrier, like she was cooking something with hot mittens, Valdregos and Lunafel regained their composure and applied them some poisons with exposure. Wolves now encircled them. They had failed their attempt. They would die valiantly now, so that their souls were exempt. EQ presents... Picture this. Picture the Girl Scout Thin Mint Blizzard. You see two iconic treats blending together in a mesmerizing swirl of pieces of Thin Mint's cookies, cool mint, and world-famous DQ soft serve. You smile the biggest smile you've ever smiled. It's a double smile because your two favorites, DQ and Girl Scout Thin Mints, are together in one delicious treat. And the only reason you stop smiling is so you can start eating. 
The Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard, exclusively at DQ. Get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ, happy tastes good. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. DQ presents, picture this. Picture the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard. You see two iconic treats blending together in a mesmerizing swirl of pieces of Thin Mints cookies, cool mint, and world-famous DQ soft serve. You smile the biggest smile you've ever smiled. It's a double smile because your two favorites, DQ and Girl Scout Thin Mints, are together in one delicious treat. And the only reason you stop smiling is so you can start eating. The Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard, exclusively at DQ. Get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ, happy tastes good.